Joining us now, he is the director of golf for Kiowa Island Resort. Brian Girard joins us. Brian, welcome to the golf shop. Hello, Brian. Hey, good morning, guys. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for having me on this morning. Doing well. It was uh, we were playing U2's uh, "A Beautiful Day" in the background while I was yapping along there. So I'm sure it's a quite beautiful day down at the coast this morning. Yeah, this is uh, amazing. Um, <laughs> hard to believe it's January 11th, and uh, we're almost at 70 degrees and uh, low 60s at night. This is fantastic. Uh, I can't believe it. Whoever whoever it was that booked their trip for this week or this weekend was a really smart guy, Brian. Because it's 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 the same thing here. I mean, it's I I I remember seventy degree days in February, but not in January. I just don't remember that too much. But uh, have you have you some folks the other day that were here? Some guests that canceled. Is it like this every year? (laughs) Yeah, of course it is. uh, (laughs) Come back every year, right? Yeah, so uh, obviously, uh, you know, we we uh, we lost Pete Dye this week, and uh, he had a he had a pretty large hand in uh, Kiowa Island, did he not? Well, absolutely. It's um, you know, we lost one of the most creative and innovative golf course architects of all time, no doubt. And you know, the impact he had on us here and um, and the Ocean Course and the Ryder Cup and. And everything that was associated with that event and the way it came about and his involvement and Alice's too, you know. <clears throat> and I know that Pete and Alice are together now. Right. And they're in they're both happy. Yeah. And that's um that's what we talk about. And you know, Alice passed away February first of last year, right. so it was eleven months. And um, you know, Jeff Stone, the superintendent, he and I uh both had the opportunity to spend a lot of one on one time with Pete through the years and we were just, you know, talking and reminiscing, reminiscing about how fortunate mm-hmm. we are mm-hmm. to have been able to spend that time with him. Yeah, I was telling Maddie. I said, uh, you know, on on Twitter, I think somebody posted a picture of the uh, the 18th at Sawgrass and the 18th during the course uh, creation. And I mean, the the coastline and the shoreline, the all down that left hand side. They had already uh, kind of put the um, some of the pylons and stuff in, and it almost looked identical to what it does now. It's just amazing how he was able to take a piece of property and and change sometimes very little in order to create uh, his masterpieces. Well, you're right. It's a the vision that he had was incredible, and the, you know he didn't do a lot of as built. He um he did it out in the field. I mean, he he would walk and he would do it by feel and his feet. And it was, it was so cool to see him do it. And, um, you know, just to give you an example, he would, we were standing on the fourth hole and there was three pot bunkers on number four. And he mm-hmm. came into my office one day and said, Brian, come on, let's go. He'd say that a lot. I didn't know where we were always going, but <laughs> I went. And um, we went out to number four and he, and he said, let's go up here. Uh, take care of Alice first. He walked up to the forward tee and he looked. Then he walked back to the next tee and he looked. Then he walked again. He said, now let's go out here. And he walked around and uh, put some flags in the ground, uh, called one, one of his shapers over and said, do this, 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 and I'll be back in half an hour to take a look. Wow. And then, and then he'd do it again. He'd go back and he'd look. And he kept everybody in mind. Hmm. You know, he kept all player skill levels in mind. He always said, we got to get Joe Q public around. You know, we want a great test for championships, so we got to get Joe Q around. And so 
So he always he he took everybody um, into account. Yeah, it's always interesting. I mean, you look at some golf courses, some of the more modern golf courses, sometimes, and you and you you know you look and uh, you go, man, you know, you got some people that are playing this golf course that uh, they hit it in this bunker over here, they might never get out of it. I mean, you know, you might as well right. just put a headstone up there for them sometimes because it's so deep and so vast, and you're like the the average golfer is going to take three swipes at the ball and then pick it up and throw it, you know, and then you, right. you, you don't want that. You don't want that frustration because they won't come back. No, you're, you're, you're right. And he, um, you know, and he, he built the tees in a way that he took care of that in a lot of ways. Yeah. But the thing about Pete was Pete got in your mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, visually you stand on some tees and you're looking at your line and you're saying, you know, do I really want to hit this there? Right. And um, so visually, he brings the trouble into your mind, and now that creates indecision. Yeah, Brian, I, I so, was uh, – go ahead. I'm sorry. No, so that um, is part of his genius, in my opinion. I mean, you stand there on a hole, and you can't. He says, okay, this is your line over the corner of that bunker, and you're standing there going, really? Yeah. If you haven't played it before. Yeah. You know, but then once you get out there and you see that line – there's plenty of room to play golf. Yeah. It, it, so what what I was going to say was I played sawgrass very early on, and I thought that was the most intimidating, hardest golf course I'd ever been on, and and unbelievably for me, uh, I was able to play the Ocean Course the day it opened, and right in front of us was Pete Dye playing playing the golf course, and yeah. stupidly we're back here with these people um, playing from all the way back, and you know it's <laughs> two fifty carry over some of those marshland. And I, and I noticed that Pete Dye's playing the white tees. I'm thinking, hey, guys, you know, this this guy was, you know, in the U.S. Open. Don't you think we should move up a little bit? This is after I'd already lost like 10 golf balls. <laughs> That's right. But yeah. but it was as, know, it was equally as visually intimidating. And, and you know, uh, the Golf Channel did a nice piece on him yesterday, 15-minute piece. I mean, just right after it had been announced. And, and that's what they were talking about was just how how the genius in him was, in fact, uh, just standing there and, and not knowing really well, how am I going to play this hole? I, he was, I didn't like him at first. I love him now, you know. And and but that's taken twenty five years for me to 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 yeah. come to, to come to that conclusion, right? I think I think a lot of people feel that way. You know, when he first came out was and was doing some things, it was it was a radical change. It was in yeah. design. Yeah. It was a radical change in design, and a lot of people just didn't. You know, didn't buy into it. And so, what are we doing? What is he doing? You know, it's different, mm. unique. It's um, and he really, he didn't do the ocean course is such a perfect prime piece of oh, real estate. God, it's beautiful um, to build that golf course mm. on. And he, I mean, it's a masterpiece. Yes, he, and we haven't. You know, we moved the 18th green. Um, mm-hmm. 25, 20, a lot of people say 40 yards. That's not true. It's about 20 yards center to center. Um, other than that, you know, the biggest thing that he did was after the term, he said he played it right before the Ryder Cup. Well, well that was yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, that golf course was just you know, especially when the wind picked up. Yeah, but when we went, he went in in '97 and he um, took the tip dwarf off the approaches and mm-hmm. put 419 in. Yeah, and Bold of bold the collars. So if you hit a shot and it rolled off the green, you had a chance to still be on green grass. 
where and he put a three foot rough collar in. Yeah. In ninety one, you didn't yeah. have that chance. It, it rolled chance. it rolled yeah. Yeah. Un- unplayable. Yes. Right? <laughs> so that was the biggest change. And then the pass pound um was probably the most significant change we made. Yeah. We irrigate the golf course with deep well and it's high in salinity and the pass pound thrives in it. So those two things, um I think are the biggest things that evolved through the years. He came in, you know, he put a new tee in here or there every now and then, but that design hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. He hasn't, he, we didn't do um, all that much to it throughout the years. The, yeah. the wind does enough to it. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, you know, that's, that's all you want if you get a 25 mile an hour wind. Now, flips directions on you. There have been some tweaks coming up for the next PGA, correct? Well, what we did this summer, we uh, laser leveled all the tees. This is summer of 19. Um, cleaned up some bunker areas, didn't change the design. Um, I've heard some people say that, oh, they made a bunch of changes for the 21 championship. Well, we didn't. We built four, four new tees. Um, built a new tee on six. These are back tees, if you can believe it. Um, <laughs> six, lengthen nine. Uh, and two new tees on 12, which are pretty cool in case Kerry Hague at the PGA wants to make that a par four that you can go after um, in 15. And, and that, that that's it. The main thing we wanted to do that this year, it was we were due to have our tees level. Mm-hmm. You know, the wind blow and the way the golf course moves a little bit, we, they were very uneven and rolling off the edges and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So we just went in. And lasered every single one of them. Built four new tees and did a little bit of irrigation work, uh, and then cleaned up some bunkers and got some things back to the way that they originally were. But other than that, that that was that was it. We weren't we weren't close seventeen days. So so the real question is, and and you, you if you if you if you go to every single back tee, right, <laughs> and take one step from the back of it and put the peg in the ground. What do you think the yardage would be? Probably just under eight thousand. Unbelievable. <laughs> Seventy-nine, <laughs> five to eight thousand. Coupled with the wind that usually blows. Coupled with the wind, and I promise you, we don't want anybody playing back there. No, of course not. I mean, you'll, you'll only get five, you'll get five rounds no. in for the whole day. <laughs> right. Well, the question is, you don't want anybody playing back there. But have you snuck back there and done it on every single hole at least once? Me? Yeah. No. <laughs> He's not – Brian's not too stupid here. Hey, <laughs> he I'm knows. just telling you the truth. <laughs> that's that, good. That, 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 that would be penalizing. That yeah. wouldn't be any fun for me. Yeah. The yeah. reason Pete built those tees was for, for the wind conditions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you get and nine holes down, nine wind, nine holes against. Um, you, get, you have options. Uh, you can move a tee back for a – you know, a downwind, a, a downwind hole, a downwind sure, hole, and sure. and still have it playable. And you can move it up on a part. But I know Kerry Haig won't play everything. We won't play eight thousand yards that golf course. He just won't do it. No. Well, and the fun thing too is going to be the the different time of year of the PGA this time around. I mean, it's uh, yeah. you know. It's going to be interesting from a weather conditions, from a from a uh, you know a wind condition. It could be a lot different golf course than they've played in the past. Well, and there's a couple things. And when that announcement was made a few years ago, we were thrilled. 
there's nothing about that 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 we said, oh, you know, we might not that might not be good for us. Yeah. Um, going from August to May for us is just perfect. I mean, weather condition wise, it's not as hot. We don't you don't have the chance for afternoon thunder showers nearly as much in May as you do August. We're not in hurricane season. Right. Um, and for the spectators and the players and the volunteers, everybody involved, the weather's that much better. Hmm. Um, so no, we think it's great. And then the way the way it's positioned between uh, the Masters and the U.S. Open, we think that's fantastic too. Mm-hmm. It's a PGA Championship right there, and you know, right in the mix. Yeah, right well, before it, you know, it was always late in August, and that was kind of you know you're getting into football season and it's the last major, and so no, we think it's good. Well, and and I had always uh, the last five or six years, I've really felt like the PGA had elevated itself. You know, quite possibly in the same realm, you know, people always talk that maybe it was the fourth of the fourth and four majors. But, you know, with all the issues that the USGA's had from a course setup standpoint and, and some of the yeah. courses that they've played and the issues that they've had, I mean, I still think Kerry Haig does the best job. I mean, obviously, Augusta is what it is, and you're, you can't, you know, because you're, you're right. playing on the same golf course, so it's, it's a different animal. But I, of the three majors right. that move around, I think Kerry Haig does the best and it's not even close no. of setting up a golf I, course. I totally agree. To make it great for the fans where you get to see guys making birdies and eagles, but if you don't hit a good shot, you're making bogeys, doubles, and triples. That's right. And he's, he, I agree 100%. Kerry Haig is the best in the industry. And as far as setup goes, and, um, a major championship, making it good for television viewership, making it really good for the players. Um, and making it fair. I think those three things he does better than anybody. Yeah. Uh, a, you carry, he's just a pleasure to work with. Really? I mean, yeah. He, the, the whole team, actually. And we've, you know, the events we've done through the years, we, I always said, people always say, what's the biggest thing about, you know, having another PGA championship? I said, well, we, you know, the, the team is here right now at the PGA. They're on site. They've been here for six months. Wow. So, um, Working with them as closely as we do, and having been through it once, you, you know, we learned some things in twelve. You know, you just don't sit there and say, "Oh, okay, we've done this once and everything's, you know, was good." We learned some things. We'll make some adjustments, and uh, we'll work together with the PGA to do it. But that's the thing: once you do it once, and you've got some background, and you know, you kind of know what's coming, where. You can do a senior PGA championship and uh, some of the other things we've done. It's not like a PGA championship. Right. I mean, it, uh, from infrastructure and everything involved with it for two years out, um, it, having gone through it once uh, puts you in a better state of mind and being able to deliver the second time even better. So yep. we're excited. And to work with Kerry and his team, um, we're really looking forward to it. Well, Brian, we appreciate you coming on, and we want to remind everybody, if you have not been to Kiowa, you need to go. If you've been before, you know, and you can get back out there. Plenty of golf packages, plenty of uh, packages for everything, whether it's tennis or spa or any kind of recreation, dining, all all kinds of great events, holiday events. Get out to KiowaResort.com and check it out, and uh, we look forward to getting back down there this year, Brian. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Have a great weekend. All right. You too. Thank you, Brian.